Now, where did I put that? Hmm. Ah, here it is. Welcome to the Toolbox, where we discuss the tools we utilize every day. Yours to use or toss, it's up to you. But I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, before we get to the show, just want to uh, give a shout out to my Breacher teams. They are Corey Hiker uh, and the, Pan the Pantway Podcast. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for supporting me and keeping this show moving forward. If anybody out there wants to get involved and uh, become one of my Breacher teams or help out in any way, head on over to my Patreon page at uh, www.patreon.com slash tools for the toolbox. And without any further ado, we'll get right to the show. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tools for the Toolbox. This is episode five of season two, and we are going to get into it with another fantastic guest here. But I'm, again, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So who are you and what is your hey, military Nick, background? Nick Strosser uh, from Corporal for Life Apparel. Um, so I joined the reserves with the Essex and Scottish in 2001, uh, pre-September 11th, which was pretty weird and, and crazy times. Yep. I deployed in 2006 to Kandahar as part of the uh, national security element, uh, security platoon, mm -hmm. and then came back. Uh, I did my POQ, so I'm still a corporal for life because I got out as a corporal, but I was a master jack for a small period of time. Hey, master corporal is just an appointment. You're still exactly. a corporal. You're just a corporal You're with a beef. Yep. Uh, and in 08, I transferred over to the Air Force as a firefighter. Did uh, three years in, in Bagotville, Quebec, mm -hmm. and then in 2014, retransferred back to the UK Scots. Did another almost a year, and then I got out and uh, became a firefighter. Right on. And here right I on. am. <laughs> so, well, not only are you a firefighter, but you also run Corporate Life. I run Corporate Life, correct. Yeah. So, tell me about that. How long has that been going on, and how do you manage both of those? So that luckily with, with being a firefighter, we do have an awesome schedule. Uh, we, we work 24 hour shifts, so it works out. We work 42 hours a week and the rest of the time is ours. So nice. I like that, getting that 24 hours out, bang those out, and then you get the rest of your week to yourself. Um, so yeah, Corporate for Life started in 2015 and it was uh, a night of beers and, and other things with, with a fellow veteran. So a, a good buddy of mine had come down to Windsor from Brockville. You spend the weekend with me, mm -hmm. and it was probably four in the morning. We were in my garage, and we—I don't remember much of it. Uh, we, the I best ideas come from those, right? Exactly, and I've been hearing that a lot lately about yep. business, and it's—it's it's encouraging to me because at the time it was just me and my buddy shooting the breeze mm -hmm. about our time overseas, uh, getting out, being in the army after a tour, and the whole pride of being a soldier thing. It, I've always been proud, but mm -hmm. it wasn't something that when I was in, we weren't talking about it. We weren't out wearing shirts that said, Hey, I was in the army. That was yeah. kind of a no, no. And, yeah. uh, you, the, you, you could tell them, right. They were the Canex guys, right? <laughs> the shirts exactly. directly from the Canex. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so him and I had this, I don't remember the full conversation, obviously, but it came out about our pride in our service and we just at the time unless i didn't look hard enough there was nothing to wear yeah. other than the, the canex stuff which i'm not gonna i have nothing against it but you know it's i wasn't a gonna little wear cheesy that. exactly i wasn't wearing the canadian armed forces t-shirt with the logo because yeah. that wasn't something that interested me 
And it was, wasn't until the next morning I actually remembered our conversation. And I called him. I said, do you remember what we talked about last night? And he, he says, kind of. And I said, man, T-shirts. And that was, I'm sure there was other companies around. And I, I feel bad. I apologize to those who had companies at that time. But in 2015, I had no idea where to get something like that. Yep. And then I just started drawing on paper. And that's, that, that's uh, pretty much. Well, that's how most things happen, right? Like you get an idea in your head. You're like, oh. I don't think anybody's ever thought of this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. And yeah. if the world is, uh, no one can read anybody's mind, right? You know, if you don't know what's out there, you don't know what's out there. And that's the, this exactly. is the, the benefit of capitalism as a whole. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if you have an idea, sure. Throw it out there to the market, see what happens, man. And you know, it's, it's such a great analogy because you kind of do that when you get out of the army, right? Like you just, throw yourself into the mercy of the world because yeah. we're such a um a small portion of the canadian society so how long have you you've been out since 14 and yeah. so how was that transition i mean going from service to service going as like military into firefighters i can't imagine it being that much of a transition but you're still going to the civilian world right how did yours go so my train uh so i i cut my contract a bit early with the air force because i heard that my hometown was hiring firefighters. Um, so I took that risk and I put my release in. I came back with my now wife who had to put up a lot of shit. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> Which I'm sure a lot of you guys can understand. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, we moved back to Windsor. We got a little house. Uh, I literally went door to door the day after I moved, not door to door, but business to business looking for a job. Yeah. I just need to make money. It didn't matter what I did. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get on with the fire department the first crack at it mm -hmm. or the second crack. So I had to do what I had to do to survive, which everybody knows what that's about. Yep. And luckily the military gave me those tools to keep in that fight. Yep. Like I knew I was going to be a firefighter at some point. I just didn't know how long it was going to take or where I was going to be. Yeah. Well, you know, it can, you can give up real easy, right? All you got to do is stop. Or... I mean, I was, I was pretty close to actually coming back uh, and there was nothing wrong with it. I talked to my wife and said, let's go back to Baggettville. Mm -hmm. I have a job. I'm only, I've been only out for at that time about a year. Yeah. It'd be said, Let's just go back. Like, easy recruitment back in. Yeah, her family was there and uh, I had a job there and I was like, I can't, not like I don't like the civilian world, but like most of us, I didn't quite fit in right off the bat. Yeah. And the army pays the bills. Exactly. Like <laughs> at the very exactly. least, uh, it, it pays the bills. And like I was in the, I was with my reserve unit, but there was no, at that time, there was very little employment other than your one day a week, yeah, one week in a month. Yeah. So I was, I remember going in, you know, asking all the time, you got any class C stuff, any class B stuff, get me mm -hmm. some work. And I didn't, there wasn't much. Yeah. And after the drawdown in 14, that would have been like everything stopped in Afghanistan. Everyone was done. There was no deployments on the horizon. <laughs> That's, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's not a great spot. Well, so if you could go back right now and talk to yourself back then, give yourself one piece of advice on that transition, what would you? Stick with the fight, man. Uh, don't get down on yourself. Yeah. Like, that was easy. It was easy to, to want to shut her down and then give up. But luckily, I had a strong woman with me. And uh, so yeah. far, it's working out. <laughs> well... <laughs> 
<laughs> so far that's a good way to look at it yep. i mean that's that's the thing everything's a fight everything is if you look at it uh in a way that you can you can battle through anything right like and just gotta yep. gotta pound through gotta pound through and it, uh i don't know how many times i heard this one it's like you're never out of the fight until you're out of the fight yeah so it makes absolute perfect sense so let's get into what we really want to talk about today what was it? I mean, we talked about this a second ago, but what was it that really drew you towards um, representing the service, I guess? So there was lots of times in my, when I was in, that I absolutely hated, hated the army. And then I realized that it wasn't quite that I hated the army. I just hated where I was working at the time, or I hated who my boss was. Or uh, So there's a lot of... <clears throat> you know, resentment towards your, uh, some of the people you don't like that you're forced to work with sure. that gets applied to service a lot of times. So what was it that like clicked in your head that was like, Oh yeah, yeah, right. I should be proud of my service. Just because I guess as I started working with civilians and again, nothing against civilians, I'm one now, but, uh, I just realized how different we are. Yeah. Like, and that was something for me to embrace. Makes sense. I, you know, the thing is, though, you're not a civilian. You're a veteran. True. And I, I'm, I harp on that regularly because it is a title that no one can take away. Right? And, that, and it's really important, I think, for anybody that served in the military to look at themselves as a veteran. Because there was, like, when I got out, again, like you, like you were saying, there wasn't a lot of pride. Like, there was personal pride in what you did. And some people, I have great pride in what my trade does. Yep. Outside of that, <laughs> you, so there's a lot of times where, you know, at the, in, um, if you weren't in Afghanistan at the time, in 10, 11, and 12, if you weren't over there fighting, it was not a great place to work. <laughs> so it, you know, it's, it's a challenging thing to deal with, but I think the, uh, for me, I was always, I had to make that switch in my head. And like, I have great pride in my trade yep. versus great pride in the unit or the squadron I was with or whatever. Right. Um, and I found that I was always looking for something like some sort of shirt, some sort of hat, something that was always attractive to me. That was um, yeah. kind of built that feeling i guess never could find anything because you're right the canx was lame yeah and yeah i think i have two or three of mine uh, i don't think i have them left anymore but i think i did buy two or three canx shirts and i was i was that guy <laughs> yeah yeah uh i think i there was the one that was the jack daniels look-alike shirt that was like i'm a canadian soldier and blah 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 blah, blah. It, there was a whole thing yeah it was at the time, uh, you know, young 20 year old, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking hardcore. <laughs> it was so sad, but, um, so where you said you just put stuff pen to paper, right? I actually remember I was at my, my fire station and cause it was a couple of days after me and my buddy had hung out and, uh, that's where I drew the logo up. It mm -hmm. was first, it was like, uh, corporal for life clothing and i kind of drew a not a great drawing of some chevrons and then i played with it for a while until i came up with the c4l and i said that, that kind of looks cool yep 
but I, and then guys at work who were not military types looked at me like I was crazy. Like, you're not going to launch a t-shirt brand, dude. Good luck. You know, have at her. And I was like, you know what? You may be right, but I'm going to give this a go. And yep. uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where it started. Just well, piece of so paper. building a brand is not an easy thing to do. Right. And starting from scratch, uh, especially in today's world, social media and everything else. I mean, you're, you're fighting against, I, at the time there was, I'm just trying to think in 2015, I think there was like grunt style had just gotten started or they had just like 2016 or something. So that I'll tell you a quick, awesome story about grunt style. That was one of my bigger, um, the biggest help I had actually, because really? I was watching, like I'd watch an MMA fight and I see grunt style. Yeah. I'd see friends of mine like grunt style. And I was like, what is this grunt style? So I checked it out and I actually wrote an email to grunt style saying, Hey, my name is so-and-so. This is what I'm doing. Is there anybody willing to talk to me? Mm-hmm. And I got a phone call from the, at the time CEO, uh, Daniel, who is no longer the CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked to me for probably 45 minutes on the phone and, and, he gave me what I needed. He gave me a good shit kicking. Like, cause at that time I was, the company was going, but it wasn't going super well. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me just sell what's left and get out of this. Cause it's a waste of my time. Yeah. And he actually gave me like a sergeant's ass kicking and where I'm, you know, the butt pucker was happening. And yeah, he told me, listen, man, you have to make this survive, make this work. I was like, wow. And I still have a notebook with, exactly what I wrote down as he was talking to me. So ground style was one of the biggest helps to me. That's uh, fantastic. Started. Yeah. So, but, and I'm just trying to remember there, like there wasn't a whole lot of other stuff other than like affliction was pretty big in uh, the beginning of MMA. And then, yep. yeah, ground style kind of got into it, but like uh, what, where I was going to go with it was the fact that you're, you're, you're throwing into a market that isn't saturated, right? right? And you're you're looking at something at the very beginning and going, "How do I make my mark?" Exactly. <laughs> That's and that is not a uh, that is not an easy question. So, what kind of like what were you doing to build that brand? Because that's well, a <laughs> that's hard. You you talked about branding at the time. Up until a couple of years ago, three years ago, let's say, I didn't know what branding was. Hmm. You know what I mean? I just, uh, I had hired a Google consultant to get me Google search results like, uh, you know, military, Canadian military clothing, Canadian hmm. veteran clothing. And, and if you look that up, I don't know what it looks like now, but at the time it was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And there was no way to kind of separate myself from that pack. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until maybe two or three years ago, I started figuring out, let me brand, let me, you know, I'm going to start making memes and slapping little C4L in the corner. And then it was just get that logo out there, Mm -hmm. get the logo as far as you can get it, you know, get people knowing what it is, what it's about. And it's, it seems to be working so far and I'm just going to keep plugging away at it. Yep. But like, yeah, branding's everything really. You can launch any kind of business you want, but if you don't have a brand or a name, or anything behind you, you're not going to go far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Back in the day, it was always, um, you know, word of mouth was the big one because yeah. people would talk about 
what they trusted, what they, you know, someone would ask, Hey, where do you get your shirts? I like those. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, I get them for life. And you'd be like, Oh shit. Oh, I should probably go by there. Um, and social media has now changed that to the point that like everyone's screaming about everything, right? (laughs) How do you, how do you, so how did you set yourself apart from that? Because it's like, it's like watching a bunch of birds scream in a tree at the, like the two females that are in there, right? How are you different? Consistency. Yeah. I just, uh, I actually remember talking to Daniel from ground style. He, he said to me, go on to my social media sites and do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was literally what he said. And I, I was like, what do you mean? Do what you do. He said, you'll see. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I followed his Instagram, his Facebook. He posted a lot. He posted articles, military type articles. Um, I don't think they're into memes too much, but there are other memes out mm-hmm. there. So I just started doing memes. Yeah. I started making these memes. I'm sure if you go back to 2016 or 15, when I started making memes, they look ridiculous <laughs> and they probably still do, but it was a way to, to stay consistent. Yeah. I figured the more I put corporate life out there, the more people are going to see it. If you don't like it, you can stop looking at it. If you do like it, you're going to see it all the time. Yep. And I, I remember uh, in Toronto, I was at TACCOM a couple of years ago. And I remember people walking by and saying, I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. And that, in my head, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> you can hear, like, right now I'm at my store in Devonshire Mall in Windsor, Ontario, mm-hmm. which I can't say is a huge patriotic town because we are right next to Detroit. Yep. So we're about as American as you can get. <laughs> but even when I had my first booth here at the mall, it was like, I've seen that before. I don't know where. And that was like the clicking point to me. Like, yeah. okay, just keep doing what you're doing and just intensify it now. Yeah. People may bitch about it, which I've, I've had people, you post too much. You, okay. Don't look at it. Yeah. That means it's working. Yeah. So I would just say consistently post, post, post. And yeah. don't just post nonsense either. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, well, you said consistency, right? Everything. It's got to be consistent with yeah. whatever the brand or whatever you're trying yeah. to build and it it i'm i liken it to <clears throat> being in the defensive posture right like if you are in a trench line and you send out a patrol here and there and whatever it's going to be easy for people to slip by you it is if yeah. you're if you're hard consistent you have people watching the lines and you're sending out patrols in a consistent continuous manner where there's no gaps in the someone looking in that area it's going to be really hard for anybody to get through that exactly i like that (laughs) yeah and i I try to liken everything to uh something we learned in the military because it i mean we did we learned pretty much everything we need to survive and it's just you know putting those pieces together going like how have i learned this before what can i utilize this training for right and i think that that plays into you know everything that we want in in terms of being a soldier right like we we became soldiers to kind of test ourselves and um be of service and do all these great things but once you get out you kind of sit there going like how i I was talking to um, some guys on the last podcast about like i'm a machine gunner whoop-de-doo like how do i transfer being machine gunner into civilian life well fuck there's tons of ways and if you break it down right if you look at the skill set versus the physical nature of it then you can break it down to anything exactly um where (laughs) 
what about the the process because there's a creative process right like you have to come up with an idea you have to figure it out you got to play with the artwork you have to see if that's going to fit on the machine whether you're going to press it blah, blah 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 what is that process like for you so for me right now i it's a one-man show as in i run the entire operation but i do have a lot of amazing people behind the scenes mm -hmm. uh even when i have the store running i have my my dad works here nice. part-time yeah. when it when it was opened yeah um i just happened to pick an awesome group of people to, to help me out and that's something that i don't think anybody likes asking for help but you have to <laughs> yep. and in business in life in, in mental everything um yeah so i have a print a local print shop who's been amazing with me and that allows me to come up with an idea put it on paper i send it to them they get the artwork going they have those shirts printed in x amount of days nice. um, if i were going to start printing my own stuff i'd set myself back years and yeah. and it's something i at the beginning i kind of thought of like maybe i should learn this craft and i kudos to all those guys out there doing their own printing because that does not look like something i want to get into it's a ton of work I, exactly i may one day want to just try it yeah <laughs> to say i did it but as for the whole that whole thing doesn't interest me at all yeah um, i just like coming up with the, the ideas uh bouncing ideas off other people if it makes sense like i don't mm -hmm. know if you, people will notice i put out a lot of what do you think about this shirt you know if it's yep. shit it's shit but if i get enough feedback i'm gonna put that out there and it's it's so far it's been working for me that's go ahead yeah and i just get i just get ideas as they pop into my head i might wake up in the middle of the night have an idea and i have to write it down yeah that way the next day i can get that on a piece of paper and say that's my next shirt or that's my next product or that's you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i i don't want to say i'm a creative guy but i remember since i was a kid i just i like drawing stuff yeah i probably got drawings from when i was in grade two Oh, wow. I just love drawing stuff. I'm not great at it, but I have ideas. Yeah. And thank God those ideas are selling because that's <laughs> the reason I'm in business right now. Well, it it would put you uh, it would put you somewhere else, right? Like it wouldn't you wouldn't be where you are right now if you couldn't do it. And I I have always liked drawing stuff in some similar way. I like coming up with ideas, going, "Oh, that's a great idea." Except I really suck at drawing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I I can't I can't even make. Uh, I, I have a very hard time making anything even look re remotely what I want it to look like. So I'm the same uh, way. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy skill. And I, I talked to um, Damien Robertson a few episodes yeah. back in season one, and man, his artwork is insane. Insane. But he, you know, is it's basically the same thing. Right? I got an idea. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna draw it out, see what happens, and then. If you know, if he likes it 20, 10, 20 iterations down the road, I got another buddy of mine who's an artist as well. And he's like, uh, I said, I wanted, I had some ideas for a new logo for, for the podcast. And <clears throat> he's like, draw it 30 times. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, draw it 30 times. And I'm like, or like, seriously, what is going to change? And he's like, you never know, see what happens. Like, and it's the same thing when you were saying um, <clears throat> with the, uh, with the memes, right? You just you're you're throwing shit at the wall basically Pretty much. And if it sticks cool yeah. right on. and then you run with it uh and that that's a hard skill to 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 really quantify right because i mean anybody can try something once 
twice, three times for it. Like nobody, you, there's not many people that will sit there and go like, oh, I'm going to keep trying. This isn't working. Yeah. I'm going to just. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got a lot of shit to throw. So it's going to stay. Well, that helps. <laughs> you got a big pile. I mean, you may as well use it. Right? It's gonna stay. Um, but yeah, it's, I find the, the biggest trick is I personally, I don't have a lot of style. Okay. I like, like most of us don't. <laughs> right. Like I like blue jeans. I like black shirts. You know, I, I don't wear a lot of flashy stuff. And I mean, I'm wearing a red shirt right now just because it's Friday. But the, uh, I, I like if you look at my wardrobe, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty static. There's not a whole lot of shifts in there. Um, but there's, there's something when you look good to yourself, when you can look at it and just go like, yeah, man. Like it makes you feel good. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. Um, physical health, mental health, right? If you can look at yourself, you, you know, that's why guys, that's why so many dudes take pictures at the gym, right? You get a good pump on, you're like, I'd li- like myself, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I think your brand is, is that's part of it, at least in my mind. Yeah. I mean, all I wear is C4L. <laughs> Other than when I have to, you know, I have to get prettied up. But even yeah. that, I'm, I'm looking at trying to put a line out for, for going out. Like, my wife's always, you know, I like your stuff and it looks good, but that's all you wear. I'm like, that's all I wear. That's right, because it's mine. But I wouldn't mind having something that I, C4L that I can wear out, out, like, to a dinner and not have to. I mean, logos are fun to wear all the time, but. Once yeah. in a while, you got it like your DUs, you got to get dressed up and look decent. Yeah. I was going to say the, the thing about DUs is like they, it doesn't matter how, like what kind of soldier you are, your DUs are like you look slick in those because they're yeah. so specific and everybody looks the same. And it, yeah. like it's, um, but there's, it's very hard to be in your DUs and feel like shit. You're right. You're right. <laughs> And I, I don't know if it's the fact that everything's so tight, it keeps you like jacked up. <laughs> but oh, they uh, look good, man. They look yeah. good. And it, like I said, when you know you look good, you feel good, and that makes you work harder. It makes you do what you're doing that you much better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say maybe you should, uh, you should reach out to Jeff Alpa out on the East Coast. I've I've actually spoke, he's another guy that I I have to thank for. I, I believe I called him on the phone. Nice. Right. And we, we shot the shit for a bit mm-hmm. when I was still in that, like, what do I do next phase? Like, how do I, how do I make this work? Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was a great guy to talk to. And he's I a great dude to talk that. to. He's got stores open and, and I, I just love the whole veteran business community. Like the, the podcast, the, the clothing, the coffee, the, you name it, man. I love yeah. seeing you. I, uh, I, I've said this a few times on uh, multiple podcasts, but there is a veteran renaissance, as I like to call it. 100%. And it really comes down to, um, I think a lot of it is we've tested ourselves physically, right? We, most of us, we've been to war. We've, we're ready to, okay, now what do we do, right? <laughs> Check that box. We're going to move on to something else. But as you said earlier, the, the resilience to just like keep throwing keep throwing shit oh that didn't work okay keep throwing. Yeah. like we'll try something else and we'll try something else and we'll try something yeah. else and um i think i did my first podcast i did with chris williams uh from mia and yeah. it was it was a good podcast we talked about isolation and all that good stuff but 
that was my first iteration of it, right? That was, and there were a lot of mistakes that I made in that podcast that I fixed in the next couple. And then I fixed in the next couple. And then the, yep. you know, you start to, you start to kind of, you put your own spin on it. You put your own feel on it. And yeah, I didn't really like how that sounded, or I'm going to go do this. And, uh, and I'm sure it's the same way in apparel, right? Yep. You're looking at yeah. everybody else's stuff and going, well, that's cool. Oh, that's neat. How do you exactly. keep, how do you stay away from like stepping on each other? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just try to make my own. I mean, there's some stuff I see. I'm like, I would love to do that exact shirt. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I was like, I'll talk to the guy, but like, Hey man, I love that design. Can I not knock it off, but do something similar. And, and I've had guys say, yeah, not a problem, but mm-hmm. I don't want to do something that's exactly like somebody else. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to do something like me, I look at it. That's to me, that's cool. I'd prefer not, but if you think my stuff's cool enough to make it your own, go for it. Yeah. Um, well. And that's something about the veteran business community is I don't think it's comp. I don't think there's competition. I, I don't, I see it as being in the military. Like yeah. you're not, you selling something, you selling t-shirts is not going to take away from my business. I don't think, you know, People wear Nike, people wear Adidas, people wear Under Armour, people wear whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, That doesn't mean those other businesses are going to lose. Like I'm wearing a pair of Nike shoes, Lulu, lemon shorts, T4L hat. Like, Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at it in purely like numbers, right? If one, my market share is X and your market share is Y and where those two intersect equals Z and that's where we're competing or whatever. Like you can get into the market of it, but... it's you're 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 all working to do the same thing right you're looking to support yourselves you're you're pretty much every veteran organization i've seen so far is also giving back to another veteran organization so we're everyone's helping the community everyone's engaging with each other that's why i love the the term renaissance for it because it's so like we're all just happy about like like this is that's awesome yeah as it should be and um I liken it to when we were overseas. Like I know a lot of guys that would say um, if given the opportunity, they'd go back there in heartbeat and yes and no. Like, I think everybody would be like, absolutely. If it was the same guys at the same time in the same place, right? you, ha- you have to have, it's, it's the experience that you want, not the actual slogging through the desert wearing 200 pounds of gear. Exactly. Nobody wants to do that again. Yeah, no. <laughs> Every, I think anybody that's ever done that is like, yep, I'm good. Don't need to, don't need to try that again. I, I was talking to uh, the Padre podcast guys about it. And he was just like, shoulders, remember your shoulders. And I was like, oh, just immediately it hurt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't want to do that. What we want is the way it, what, the way it was supposed to be. We mm-hmm. lived life in a combat zone that was ideal right? Everyone looked out for each other. doesn't matter that I hated your guts. I would yeah. still take a bullet for you, right? It, You're right. You're right. And there's no question. There's no competition like at the unit where people are vying for course spots and um, there's politics and there's this guy talks to the sergeant major when they play hockey and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. blah. None of that. And I, I look at this new, uh, this new renaissance is similar at least. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it reminds me of, of a quote, uh, manners maketh the man, right? And I think as a, that has a lot to do with what 
our branding or what your branding, what veteran branding has done is that we come from a small portion of society where what you do affects other people. True. And, uh, you know, I think that's where, I think that's what corporate for life is doing specifically as well as a lot of other ones like, um, Matt Hatter and, um, some other guys that are just, are killing it. <laughs> I, I, I hope I am. And, well, and absolutely. It's just because you're, as you said earlier, the consistency, right? You're, you're it's that same, um, it's that same standard that everyone kind of expects. You set the standard. Here's my standard. This is what I'm going to go for. And that's yeah. the way it goes. Um, what's, What's on the horizon? What are you guys up to next? Well, I have signed a lease for a store in London, but I pushed the date back due to everything, right? I don't, I don't even know when this store is opening again. Mm -hmm. um, just keep hoping online keeps going. Luckily, I do have a, a full-time job that feeds myself and my wife. Yep. Um, but yeah, a second store, we'll see how that goes in London and then uh, go from there. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing stores all over the country. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who wouldn't. Yeah, right. But it, to me, it's crazy that I have one store. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that I'll have a second one probably in September is, is mind-blowing to me. And now I'm actually just looking to find staff for that second store. Right. So how, have I, you been, how have you been managing throughout this? Because, I mean, it, it, it's been hitting a lot of small businesses really hard. I, I've been fortunate that uh, before the pandemic, um, online was pretty good and it's just getting, it's getting, it's hit and miss, right? It's some days it's like, okay, no one wants to buy anything and it, it gets you down. Mm -hmm. But again, you just have to look and say, okay, there's tomorrow. Tomorrow's the next day. Um, and then hopefully sales just keep up and, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Just kind of wait it out. But, um, I'm just, not taking my foot off the gas. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm closed, I am still acting as if people are walking in here tomorrow. Yep. Um, I told you I've, I've got boxes and boxes of stuff sitting here waiting to be sold. Hopefully it does at some point. And in what? the meantime, I'm just, uh, like I keep seeing these awesome other brands come up. So I'm just trying to either collaborate or just kind of introduce myself to these other guys because I like seeing it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to have any competition. And if, if there is, there is, but that's not what I'm about especially in this renaissance like as you said mm -hmm. um i think it's cool as hell to see other brands coming out like I'll, i try to message them as i see them and, and mm -hmm. either do a t-swap or a shout out or something like that mm -hmm. because again i'm not uh i'm not trying to take anybody from anyone and i hope no one's trying to take anything from me if anything i hope people look at these other brands and say hey i want to buy that now mm -hmm. i want to check these guys out uh we just did oh, go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say it's the it's that same mentality of the like we just want to we want to see people succeed exactly right and by by seeing other people succeed we succeed right and, exactly <clears throat> as um i think it's when the the negativity comes into it when people actively like um well i can't even say i i don't know how this actually works in the clothing business but if if someone were to actively try and like put a store across away from you and like try and pull stuff away pull uh customers away from you directly 
that would be a negative thing. <laughs> but if, you know, if you're, uh, you got your stores and I'm out West and I'm doing my stores, like why there's no competition there really it's online yeah. sales. We're all doing it. And I see the same thing in like, uh, uh, the Canadian Walker veterans as well. When I do that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're all basically trying to get the same money from everyone's pocket. Right. But if we all help each other, get that money from the pockets, then everyone yeah. gets money. <laughs> exactly. So that's good. Um, what uh, I was going to ask, you've been, you've done a lot of work, not only with, uh, with Corporate for Life, but with some other organizations as well. What do, what does Corporate for Life do for the community? In well, Adopt-A-Vet is a local nonprofit. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they have their charitable status as of yet, but it's, uh, it's Brad, who I know well, um, mm -hmm. he runs Adopt-A-Vet here in Windsor. I think he's got a branch going out west, if I'm not mistaken, or that, so. that was in the works anyway. Mm -hmm. So when we were open, we had a, well, we still have it, I'm looking at it, uh, a donation box here on our table, and we recommend, because people sometimes come in and they'll want to give me a tip and I don't want a tip. Yeah. I, I don't, I put the money where it can go to, to good use. And if mm -hmm. someone does come in here and give me an extra five, it goes right in the donation box. And then mm -hmm. I try to, um, I said right from the get go when C4L started, uh, again, it was at my fire hall. Um, it was, uh, I forget the name. They no longer exist, but it was a, a nonprofit that came through for veterans. And I said, listen, man, I'm looking for someone to donate some of this money to would you be that guy and he said yeah for sure unfortunately they shut down okay. but um uh, I, I gotta think of the name his name was jeremy he had a truck anyway you can cut this out <laughs> but uh i said i want to donate something to somebody and i actually contacted the like the bigger charities um wounded warriors canada and they most of them kind of just brushed me off pretty much like yeah sure donate if you want to yeah and I kind of knew they didn't need my money. So whenever I see on, and the, another thing about Instagram and Facebook is you see all these new charities and um, like golf tournaments and everything yeah. for fundraising. I love seeing that. And I try to give something back to those guys. I'm not like, yes, I'm a business. Yes, I'm trying to make a living. But at the same time, I want to see veterans get what they deserve. Like, yeah. The government doesn't, I'm just speaking for myself. I don't see the government doing a whole lot for us. Um, fortunately, I don't need anything other than my ears are fucked up. <laughs> the the but, trick uh, is like, I, I've been in the, uh, the nonprofit realm for a little while. And it's, <clears throat> it's tricky because if you bring in a certain amount of donations, a certain amount of amount, uh, monetary donations a year, then you get grants from the government. Okay. And, and if you take... Uh, and then if you have, there's like a bracket. So like, if you take up to a point, you'll get grants. If you take um, in, up to a second point, that point, you won't get those grants anymore because you'll, you'll be above the, the bracket or whatever. And then because you're making more money than is, I don't know, regulated. Yeah. It's weird, but it's, it's an issue, right? So you, you, uh, and then you also have to worry about, you know, whether or not you can get the tax receipts for it, whether if there's a certain amount that where we actually have to put in for it. It's a whole shit show. That it's a, it's I, a shit show. Yeah. That I'm really glad that I have an awesome team that helps me out when I do it because I have <laughs> no idea how it works. Um, 
but that's the trick you know now there's this is again a great thing about the renaissance is that there's so many things to donate to now yep. like we there's lots of organizations and we just got involved uh, the walk got involved with um uh we created this new thing called the frontline alliance and it's other organizations that are all kind of doing the same thing but on different avenues and we're going to work together and help each other out and it's the same i love it same Good. process that you're talking about with the uh with the t-shirts but the the nonprofit slash charity world it can get a little cutthroat because you're vying for the same grants you're exactly. vying for the same money from everybody's pocket and it's it is very challenging um and you know competition as a whole is just crummy <laughs> but it does it you know it um it, it creates the change that's needed right the the stuff that i'm doing with the walk is great we go for walks we we chat and we do all these great things but fundraising is not a priority for us which is a benefit because you know we take the money we raise and we just give it to somebody else and we're like yeah. enjoy right um, because what we want to see is people out there talking to each other. Yep. And unfortunately with COVID, we haven't been able to do that physically Yeah. <laughs> last year. Sure uh, yeah, we will. Unfortunately, we're going to have to be virtual again this year, but, uh, it's the way, the way it, it works. Um, <clears throat> the, the one thing I wanted to ask you about was the, um, fucking had it and then it just disappeared on me <laughs> not going nowhere so. yeah no it was uh, it was in my head and then it disappeared the uh, this fall once everything starts to supposedly open up again yeah. and uh you got a second store going or do you have any plans to to step away from fire or do you want to keep doing that the whole time and i should, I should probably watch what i say <laughs> i do i love my job man i love yeah. being a firefighter i love everything about it um i remember getting becoming a firefighter was like this is it man i'm at the pinnacle of my life and mm -hmm. and i was it was i again i love my job i love what i do i love who i work with it's the closest i've been to a military type you know the excitement yeah. the action obviously there's the down times but um I don't know. I mean, if, if it comes to a point where this, you know, takes more of my time than that, and it, it makes sense, possibly. Mm -hmm. I, I never, again, I never thought in a million years I'd even be sitting in a store. You know, um, when I started this, it was maybe I'll get a couple bucks extra a month for beer money, mm -hmm. you know, and then it, you know, it, obviously over the last almost seven years, it's grown to one, possibly two stores and, and hopefully more where I never thought that, but now again, coming back to the podcasting, I just started listening to them. And mm -hmm. the more I listen to, the more I realize that if you want something like yourself, like me, I always knew I was meant for more than, than what I was just a job. Right. Mm -hmm. I think most of us all think that, but it's just doing something about that. Like I, I work my ass off to get on the fire department. Yep. Just like we all worked our ass off to either get in the army go on tour, get courses, et cetera, et cetera. You have to push yourself past that comfort zone. And I've pushed myself past that, but I don't think I've pushed myself far enough. Mm -hmm. And I want to see how far I can push. And I've told people this before because social media obviously has those commenters that are going to talk shit. And yep. people will see, hey, who do you donate to? Well, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. You don't donate enough. Well, you've obviously never run a fucking business because 
<laughs> yeah. I have yet to see any of my fun money. <laughs> like I'm either reinvesting it back into this yep. or giving it to something that I believe needs that money. So I just say the more that I can sell, the more I can donate, the more we can help out. Absolutely. And, and it, well, it's the, uh, it's the trick of ignorance, right? Like if you don't know what it takes to run a business, you, everyone expects that, you know, oh, I'm going to start a business and then I'm going to sit in the back office and I'm going to rake in the money and then, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a shit ton of work yeah. and you're, you're, and you're right. Any money that you make, make pays the bills and then gets reinvested into the next exactly sequence, next, uh, next run, next, uh, whatever you got, got to put it back in my, like my whole, my family, uh, runs a ranch down uh, in southern Alberta and that's what happens every time what what money is made goes to you know fix the tractor and goes to fix some fences and you need you always need supplies and like yeah. it, you make enough to pay the bills and to you know eat food and do some stuff here and there but um, by the time you get to a point where you're sitting in the back office raking in money that's decades right? exactly and and even then man like um, when I first opened this store, I was, my plan was to be at this store every single day, mall hours all the time. Obviously my wife wasn't super excited about it, but she understood what I was doing, what I was getting at. Yep. And then as I, I was only open for a couple months, uh, during COVID before the, the biggest lockdowns. Yep. Um, and luckily I had some awesome friends and my, like I said, my dad, all military people I had come in here and and work this till so I could go out and do more for this business. Mm -hmm. Like me sitting at this store is great. I love talking to people. I love meeting people. But if I'm sitting here, that's me not being able to go do something else to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So when this finally reopens, I'm hoping I'll have this place fully staffed. I can go kick off London, have that place fully staffed. Yeah. And then on to the next town, hopefully. Yeah. Well, wherever well, that takes me. It, it makes perfect sense too. Like the, <clears throat> If as a section commander, you need a two IC that can get everything done while you're getting orders, right? Exactly. Like that, that's what you're doing right now. You're getting orders. You're going around getting people yeah. to order new stuff. And yeah. uh, you that, need that, people. What? I love it. I love it. exactly how you said yeah. that. That makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> the trick again, like I said, is getting people to see it. And the other thing is uh, I did a podcast a while back on inertia. And, you know, when you are, when you're moving, it's easy to keep moving and that that's what you want to do. You have to keep moving, <laughs> especially you don't want to get, it's be super easy to just like, I said, uh, like we said earlier, just, you know, stop and be like, ah, so, you know, COVID beat me, man. That's it, man. That's I'll, I'll tell you a quick story when, um, so I think it was December of 20, even December of 2019, or I think I hired a uh, digital marketer because my Facebook ad skills were horrible. Yep. I was pissing money like you wouldn't believe. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to hire somebody who knows what they're doing, whose job it is to do that. And mm -hmm. sales started going up and up and up. And I was like, holy shit. And at that time, I was running this out of a bedroom in my, in my house, mm -hmm. um, which was a small bedroom with a desk, a computer, and just a shit ton of boxes full of shirts. Yep. And I thought, wow, this is it, man. Like, I'm making it. And it's then big time. <laughs> yeah. And then COVID hit and I was like, it, it sucks even to think I thought this way, but I said to myself, okay, well, 
time to take a break. You know, you'll shut down while this whole COVID thing happens. Whoever, you know, a couple months maybe, you'll, you'll just shut it down and get some rest. And then this opportunity came up, the, the mall. And I, it took me a couple of weeks of talking to different people, my wife, family, other business owners, friends. And, and should I do this, man? Should I open a store? Like, that's a big commitment to me. And I'm glad I did. Like, I'm glad I took that leap. Mm-hmm. Even though if it went to, you know, if it went south, I would have been in some, some doo-doo. Yeah. But luckily it panned out and, and Windsor supported this immensely, which is amazing. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad that I kept with it and I didn't stop. Like I, I kept that inertia and even now, man, we've been shut down for how long now? Um, since long. pretty much Christmas. Yeah. We, I had all that, you know, momentum going and then bam smack in the face you're done again so like i said i'm just keeping my foot on the gas yep. and we uh, we did the same thing with the walk um it was coming in i remember last year at the beginning of the year and everyone's like oh, you know what are we gonna do we're gonna be shut down are we allowed to have groupings of people walk around and all like how are we gonna do this and i i was sitting there thinking about it for a while and uh me and the team were talking about it and we we're like you know this really we wanted to add a virtual component anyway let's just lean into it and make it totally and right. And because we see this all the time, right? If business comes up, they hit, you know, some sort of outside of their control thing happens and it comes apart and they have to shut down. And, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you need, you have to step back and be like, you know, I'm just, I'm bleeding money. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think for a lot, a lot of it, it, it just, you have to, okay, how do I make this an opportunity? How do I work around this? And I listen to the Jocko podcast a lot, which uh, I don't know if you do, but you should. Okay. <laughs> um, I've heard, I've heard nothing good, nothing but good about it. So. It is fantastic. And um, there's some pretty dark ones that like, you got to kind of be prepared <laughs> to, to sit through. But um, the, the big thing that I, I kept hearing on it was like, it, it, you ha- the only thing that we can control is ourselves. And the one thing that uh, when, when everything is going wrong and you are in control of none of it, which is a rare occurrence, but when that happens, the one thing you can control is how you react to it. True. Yeah. So if you react to it and you're like, crap, fuck, ah, blah, okay, well, I give up. Yeah, that's okay. the easy thing, right? Yeah, then you gave up. That's That's it. And like I said earlier, sometimes you have to, Sometimes that is the right call, and uh, the the acronym or the analogy that they he makes in the podcast a lot is like, if there is an entrenched machine gun in front of you, and everything that you're being told is to charge at that machine gun, is is that the best idea, <laughs> right? Or if you saw an entire section get laid out doing a frontal assault on that thing just a second ago, is it really that smart to? Yeah. do that again and then again and then again and it's like no you got you have to flank you have to come at it from another angle you have to think yeah. about it yeah. you know play with it a little bit yeah. um <clears throat> but that's it's it's challenge man and it really is especially without support that's it man you gotta have i have awesome support behind me um yeah. and there was a, a another quick story in 2016 i was a year in um Things were going okay. I was selling mostly at the armories, the local armories. I'd go in on uh, three parade nights a week, and mm-hmm. I'd sell and whatever I had. And it went okay. 
And then there was a point that it just kind of went stagnant, like no sales. I, I've got a bunch of stuff sitting at my house and a, a good friend of mine, Cody, who was a veteran, who was, uh, he joined the NK with me. Um, I sat down with him and he was like, don't quit, man. Like he goes, do you have something you like? I said, yeah, I like it, but I don't think enough people like it for me to keep going. He said, well, do you think it's something that people, you know, other people would like? I said, I think so. And he said, don't you dare fucking stop. He said, keep going. And I, to this day, I thank him for that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost six years ago. He told me that. And I, I've always kept that in the back of my head. Like, and even now, man, I'm some six years into this and there's days I'm like, fuck this. Like, yeah. This is killing me. And yeah. all I'm doing is working. And, and what am I doing? But then the next day something good happens. I'm like, yes, thank God I stayed in it. And that's just like in the, in the military, man. Like yep. there's times where you just want to shut her right down. Oh, yeah. Like no duff, I'm out, you know, yeah. Yeah. come get me. What? You don't like there's yeah. something in your head that says just fucking move, man. Mm-hmm. Get up and keep going. I had a, um, I had another guest, uh, a war a guy. It's a warren of mine years ago when I was an instructor in Meaford and, um, his big line is like, don't get on the truck. And I was like, Oh yeah, the truck, yeah. that exactly. encroaching vehicle always, that's yeah. always on your rear. Like, Oh shit. Do I, do I, do I actually want to be that guy that like, okay, I'm getting on the truck. Uh, I've, I've never been that guy. I've never gotten on the truck. And uh, yeah, I, I remember there was a patrol uh, overseas that I, I was smoked after three days and uh, I had nothing left. And I remember just, I remember being like literally on patrol and watching my vision go. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like left. Okay. Right. (laughs) Left. (laughs) And uh, luckily enough, they, they stopped, they stopped the patrol. I I probably was all fucked up. Like, I don't even know how I was doing, but uh, they stopped. The medic came out, gave me some electrolytes and like, I was, pounded back water but i had no sodium left in me and um but i i at that i still even though i knew i was fucked up i was like i'm not stopping i'm not fucking stopping that, that there's a lot to be said about that yeah, good and bad right like there's there's a point where you should have said okay whoa man i'm like <laughs> i i should have come earlier and said i i think i need a break um but at the same time i wasn't going to be that guy i couldn't exactly and now looking back you're probably probably happy right uh yes and no there was some stuff that came out of that that wasn't uh ideal but <laughs> yeah no. i was carrying 200 pounds of gear man it was it sucked it yeah. sucked <laughs> um but that's the key right like if if you don't um if you don't stop to process it this is where i think the the major failures happen is when you don't look back on it and go okay I see where I screwed up on that one and then adjust. I, I used this, I was talking to Corey a while ago and he told me the same thing about the podcast too, of like, just, if you enjoy it, just keep doing it. Like yep. it really, it's up to you. And I was like, that's a good point. But had I not gone back to some of the other the episodes that I was like, eh, I didn't really like that. Or um, there were parts of it that weren't really ideal for me. And then made those adjustments. And the one thing I said to him is like, we have to be ready to pivot. You can stop, assess, pivot, and move without having to like give up completely and walk off the court. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you really, you got, you got to be able to pivot. Um, so we've been rolling for 
little bit over an hour now. Awesome. And I, I just wanted to, first off, thank you very much for being on. <laughs> it's been great. Hey, man. It's an honor, to be honest with you. I, when you when you contacted me, I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, I've never done a podcast. I, I've done very few interviews in my entire life. So I'm, I'm happy to do it. And well, it is absolutely my pleasure, man. Seriously. But uh, do you have any final thoughts on apparel branding anything like that any for those getting into it or who are in it and again want to shut it down or don't think it's worth it keep pounding man if one person buys your stuff two people are going to buy your stuff and then it's unlimited from there man there's mm -hmm. people have money and they love this i mean in my experience like i said i come from a town that's as american as you can be um and I can't say we're not patriotic, but people come in here, they just see something they like, and then they hear the story or they like I, all over the store. I've got kind of a, a mission statement and like a frequently asked questions section and people mm -hmm. just, they like to support veterans. They like supporting this kind of stuff. So for those guys out there just getting into it, fucking keep going, man. Like, and I'm always, always open to, to talking to other veteran entrepreneurs whether you're a fucking business that's been in for 10 years or just getting started, I love bouncing ideas off other guys. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah, fantastic. don't, don't shut her down, man. <laughs> that's all I can say. Do not shut her down. It, that's the easiest thing to do is just shut her down, but then you're going to kick yourself. Yep. I have I'd be this, kicking myself right now. If yeah. I shut it down in 2016, I, I have this great uh, motivational video that I, whenever I do like public speaking. And one of the things that I, I use with it is like, it says, um, you got, if you're, you're heading up river and the, if you want to quit, that's always, the option's always there. All you got to do is pick up your feet. Yep. And I was like, man, <laughs> like, yeah. it is literally the easiest thing to do. Just yep. let go. Um, but you're right. You got to keep, got to keep fighting. Got to keep moving. Got to keep just whatever it is. Got to keep going because and like, if you can, if you can get through covid or whatever this is if you can get through a, a pandemic where everything's shut down wait till things open up yeah then, then you're gonna see like oh yeah yeah if you can survive this shit you can survive just about anything so yeah that's a great way to put it well i mean we that's the same concept we had in the military right it, if you can survive this you can survive anything just about <laughs> <laughs> we, we've uh we've survived quite a bit so far so we can exactly we can go we can go longer a little bit harder yeah. a little bit more 100%. Yeah, i like it all right brother uh again thank you very much and uh i can't wait oh i almost did that. i can't believe i did this if anybody doesn't know who you are social media wise if anybody doesn't know where to go to find your stuff how do they do that so it's either at c4l apparel on instagram corporate for life apparel on facebook mm-hmm or c4l.ca yeah yes. i mean like i said i'm always willing to i love collaborating i love talking to other veteran businesses it's to me it's inspiring mm -hmm. like i see these businesses coming out of nowhere and i love it, it, I, it. I love seeing it i love i i want to see everybody you know do their thing man like i want to see this renaissance just blow up because mm -hmm. the civilian the civilian business world is cutthroat bullshit to be honest with you uh, you don't see that collaboration or again, who, how many other companies donate anything to anybody? That's true. People are willing to spend a hundred bucks on a fucking t-shirt at some store. They don't get shit back. Nobody benefits from it. 
Nope. The more of us that are out there selling our stuff, doing better, growing, the more veterans benefit from it, the more first responders benefit from it, uh, the more we benefit from it, really. Mm-hmm. There's times where I'm down in the dumps, I'm like, fuck, and then I see one of the other uh, Canadian veteran companies do something, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that, man. Those guys are doing this. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's an old saying, if you want to help yourself, help others. Yeah. And that's it. All right. And then don't give into the bullshit. Don't give into the stupid comments. The, like I've had, I've had other veterans attack me and it at the minute, at, at the time it sucks. Yeah. You're like, fuck man. Now I got my own people against me, but that's just, you know, maybe I, I said the wrong thing to the wrong guy. It's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Yeah. Maybe they're having maybe. a bad day or maybe they're, exactly. you know, that's it could it. be anything. Just yeah. drown out the bullshit. There's more positive out there than there's negative. So yeah, and we've heard some. We've heard much worse while we were in from our friends. So exactly, really. <laughs> exactly. I always take it as like a. I just take it as a laugh. Like the the I mean man we kind of more the, motivation. The, yep, and Let the amount motivate. of the amount of stuff that was said to all of us between each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we can take it. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks very much again. Thank uh, you, man. Great. I appreciate it. That concludes this episode of The Toolbox. I really appreciate y'all listening. It has been my pleasure bringing you this awesome guest. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and do all that awesome stuff. And I hope you can use some of the information that was offered. To all those putting on the line every day, first responders, military, veterans, civil servants, you guys are keeping us safe and keeping the country running. I really appreciate y'all. Hope to see you next time. Till then, stay open, stay humble, and stay focused. She won't.